Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Now, from BetQL, it's time for the Daily Tip with Michael Jenkins. Dang it, he's talented, and let's be honest, I go for ambition, not luck. And Chelsea Messenger. Don't kill the messenger, or the messenger will kill you. Hey, Dad, don't forget about me, the dunkster. Presented by BetMGM. And we are off on the Daily Tip from BetQL, presented by BetMGM on a Thursday. I'm Michael Jenkins, live in D.C. She is Chelsea Messenger, live in Nashville, Tennessee. In our final hour, let's put aside the numbers for a second and just talk about the games like a couple dudes and the cool chick at the bar who likes to sports bet. We'll do that in just moments at 820. It is back to Kansas City when we bring in Alex Gold from 610 Sports Radio for his analysis of the Chiefs and the Ravens on Sunday. And finally at 840, the dogster makes his daily appearance along with our favorite bets on today's card. Chelsea, you know how it is when you watch football over the weekend. Maybe you like to order some wings, some nachos, some Moz sticks. What about Jack in the Box? When is the last time you heard anyone talk about Jack in the Box? And I keep seeing this story that they came out with this new burger called the Smashed Jack. And they want it to be the best burger in the fast food industry. It's sold out. You cannot get this anywhere. They went through 60 different iterations before they finally nailed this burger, which is apparently just, you know, a couple of patties, some cheese, looks like some special sauce, Thousand Island dressings, caramelized onions. It doesn't sound like anything different. Some pickles are on it, too. Honestly, it just kind of looks like a single patty Big Mac is what it looks like. They say it took two years to develop, and now... It is all the rage at Jack in the Box. Fans are looking for it. They can't find it. When is the last time that you went to a Jack in the Box? Hmm. It's definitely been a while because I think most of them have been shut down around where I am. But I used to really love it. My mom used Mm -hmm. to bribe me with Jack in the box, uh, Box milkshakes for going to morning swim practice. Like my mom was a master at this. She would bribe me with things. So I would wake up because 
as a 12 year old going to morning swim practice at you know 5 30 doesn't sound super fun so there was a jack in box in the box right next to where i swam and so we would go and get a milkshake from there so i will say their milkshakes were pretty good but other than that it wasn't like i don't know it's not one of my go-to's but i don't have anything bad to say about it jack in the crack that's what we used to call it back in texas it was the perfect drunk food like late you go into jack in the crack and i'll never forget i would order their tacos i'll never forget this and it was so greasy and gross they were good but they would put beef in a taco shell but the taco shell was always sealed at the top it was never open so it was like eating a beef pouch and they were just like dipped in grease Ugh. But Sounds good. I'll tell you something. If you want some drunk food, you're like, nah, this crispy taco is sealed at the top. This this old meat pouch you guys are selling here is pretty good. But maybe this will help because the burger wars are starting to heat up again. Burger King's making a run. McDonald's is starting to retool their menu. And now Jack in the Crack says, oh, we got the best in the biz. But I don't know of a Jack in the Box around here. How can you tinker with a burger for two years? Like, talk about the ultimate... You know, uh, I don't even know the word. Like the people who are working on this burger, do mm-hmm. you think they're like, listen, you need to pay us a salary for two years for us to figure right. this out. Something they could have done in a yeah. week. Because That's think about it. Like. How do you make a burger that much better? You use really good quality meat, which they're mm-hmm. probably not doing in the fast food industry. I guess you use like really good ingredients, like good cheese. Yeah good sauce, whatever, which they're probably not also doing in the fast food industry. So what are they tinkering with? Like the bread to cheese to meat ratio, the sauce? And it sounds like they're just using the same sauce as Big Macs. Oh, they call it what? Boom sauce or something? They just renamed it. I I don't know. My guess is that a lot of this has to do with not just the ingredients, but picking the right ingredients so that they can mass produce it quickly and it's still good. Because sometimes you can have right. the perfect ingredients, but okay, is this cost effective? Can we find a cheaper ingredient, make it work? Does it stay? Can we get it produced in the right place? So I feel like a lot of the manufacturing issues are probably part of it as well. I'm I'm just talking out my ass. I have no idea what I'm talking I have zero experience in the fast food industry, but that would be my guess. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, because I would imagine like this isn't the best burger you've ever had. Like, I'm sure you could go to like a nice steakhouse and obviously that burger would taste much better because it's probably a better cut of meat. But I don't know. I always wonder like if they're using real everything, because I always think it's odd when they have to specify. Like, have you ever bought a pizza and it's like 100 percent real cheese? And You're like, wait, what? (laughs) So some of these aren't using real cheese. And I looked one of my favorite pizzas is the Totino's party pizza. And some of it is like cheese byproduct. And you're like, uh-oh, nice. what is that? And then you stop Totino's Googling. Awesome. And you're like, well, it tastes good. So when I was in college, I could get like 10 Totino's for like They're so good. It was great. Oh, man. It's so the perfect the size. I Easy. You dip that bad boy in ranch. I used to eat like an absolute child when I was in college. I miss those days. Chelsea, what are we going to eat this weekend? 
when we watch some football. Is it going to be something from Jack in the Box? Maybe eat yourself one of those pizzas with cheese byproducts. Who cares? Just as long as you get to enjoy some football. So we got the AFC Championship, the NFC Championship. Let's start in the AFC. Just up the road here in Baltimore, up I-95, Chiefs and Ravens. If you're interested in the lines, Ravens laying three and a half, Ravens minus 200, Chiefs plus 165, total set at 44 and a hook. But throw that aside for a second. Let's just talk about storylines. Who are you cheering for in this game? There's a lot of different storylines. Could be the Ravens dominating teams down the stretch, multiple wins by 10 or more points. Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey playing in their sixth straight AFC championship game. Lamar Jackson having an MVP season. I don't want to mention that girl. <sighs> Whatever. What is your favorite storyline in this game? That girl. Well, she is a woman, even though a lot of little girls, you know, like her. But I think for me in this particular game, the storylines for the Chiefs, it feels like we've already seen them. We know Patrick Holmes is really good. We know Andy yeah. Reid is really good. And they've already won a Super Bowl. So I feel like you take them out of the mix. You say, okay, well, they've already won one. Isn't that like the normal train of thought for normal people is like you always want somebody to win something that hasn't won it at least in a little bit. I think yeah. the best storyline is possibly what we saw with Lamar Jackson's free agency and the fact that there were so few calls from other teams. Because do you remember this? Like he was saying, you know, I wasn't fielding calls from other teams. And, you know, maybe there was some talk. But wasn't his mom his agent? And he was having such a tough time commanding the money that he wanted. And now look at him. He is knocking on the door to playing in the Super Bowl. So I think that's yeah. my favorite angle here. I love it too. And Double D, you want to get in here one last time? Maybe not the last time. Even after last <laughs> week, even after last week, when David, the purple monster, said, oh, he's going to fold like a chair. Didn't fold like a chair. And I read in the chat a few days ago, Double D, you said Lamar is going to choke this weekend. So you are not convinced after last weekend. And might I remind you, sir, you have purple in your beard. Ravens colors. Explain yourself. My daughter picked the color. <laughs> I'm talking about your Lamar Jackson pick. Oh, you want to or talk your Lamar? Lack, oh, lack okay. Of faith. <laughs> yeah. My lack yeah. of faith? Yeah. History, yeah. history, ladies and gentlemen, is all you have to go on. Lamar before last week was one and three in the playoffs. Therein lies, don't get me wrong, I think Lamar is a heck of a talent. I just don't like how people put him on a pedestal when he has done nothing in the postseason. Absolutely nothing. Great statistics during the season, don't get me wrong. But in the postseason, he had a great game last Sunday. Great game. But guess what? Playoff Patrick and playoff Kelsey are a different animal. I think... Okay, I, let me ask you this. Okay. Bring it. I, I, let me play devil's advocate here for a second. Play so devil's advocate. If, if, the me if the measuring stick is, alright, you haven't done anything in the playoffs, which is, I guess, I mean, sort of, but also every single quarterback in the AFC has had to get to the Chiefs, right? Every single one. 100. So do you think that Justin Herbert is overrated? Do you think that Josh Allen is overrated? If the bar is you have to accomplish whatever this is in the postseason, is it getting past the Chiefs? 
because by that metric, the only guy worth a damn is Patrick Mahomes. What is the ultimate goal as a, an NFL franchise? To win a Super, win a Super Bowl. Bowl. So, well, that yeah. being said, how many how many how many quarterbacks are in the NFL Hall of Fame that have not won Super Bowls? A handful. So you're saying Lamar Jackson is overrated because it's early in his career. He only has two MVPs and he hasn't won a Super Bowl no, yet. No, 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 no. He's I'm, 27. I'm listen. Yeah, I'm saying people put him on too much of a pedestal because of this. I think he's great during the regular season. And once again, I'll be the first to say this: if he goes out and wins the Super Bowl this year, I will take it back. You are now in a different league compared to others. You have earned that money that they gave you. I will say that. But until he does, I will stick to my guns. I will die on this hill. He is overrated. I just feel like when you say overrated, it is relative to like the hype around him. Lamar Jackson was not the favorite to win MVP this year. He wasn't the favorite for most of the year. So I would argue that people haven't been talking about him enough this season. So when you say overrated, like I get the case. You can be really good and still be overrated, but I just don't think that's the case with Lamar Jackson. Look at free agency. You know, look at how many calls he fielded. It wasn't that many. So I just don't think he's overrated because, you know, he's not as hyped up as some of these other quarterbacks. I think if we're talking about that, you know, you look at quarterbacks who have gotten, who get all of this praise, but yet still have some Achilles heels. Like if you're talking about overrated, and I don't even want to say this because I don't really believe it, but I feel like you would make a stronger case for somebody like Josh Allen. You know, the turnovers are always there. Like he is really good, but we we tend to forgive him of his interceptions. Meanwhile, if Dak does it, Everybody's all over his case. I just don't think the overrated part is there for Lamar Jackson. Well, also, if the bar you're setting is you have to win a Super Bowl, then every decent quarterback in the NFL is overrated then. I mean, I understand you're saying relative to expectations, but nobody wanted Lamar. This is just a few months ago. Your Falcons were like, nope, nobody wanted Lamar. He ended up back in Baltimore because no one was willing to pay the price. So if Lamar Jackson is so overrated, then why in God's name did some team not gobble him up immediately in the offseason when all we heard was, oh, this guy's always injured. He can't win. Guess what? He's going to win an MVP for the second time. He was dynamic last week. I just, I don't know where overrated is coming from because it was just a few months ago when no one was giving Lamar Jackson credit for what he had done in his career, and now he's overrated? I've called him overrated yeah. for years. It's not just well, this year. <laughs> I Listen, you can sit here and spin it however you want. This offseason should have told you. There are legit NFL teams out there that did not want him on their team because they thought he was exactly. too, too, did injury, not want overrated. too injury prone. You would say that about yet, Deshaun Watson. I'd say it about a lot of quarterbacks nowadays that are getting paid way too much money for not producing. It's the most important position on the field. But you're making the case. You're saying he's too injured. 
He's too injured. Nobody wants him. That's those aren't hallmarks of someone who is overrated. That those are hallmarks right. of someone that people don't want. And nobody wanted him. Except for yes. Baltimore, who so finally he's not overrated. Him. He was. To give him that money. If he's after, overrated, everybody would want him. Like I said, to give him the money that they gave him after what? Two seasons of not playing a full season. Now, granted, don't get me wrong. The money looks great now, but he still has yeah. to finish the story. And in my eyes, he's not going to do it against Patrick. Oh, my God. Playoff Patrick and Kelsey. Yeah. Sorry. So you're telling me that he didn't earn the money because he won the MVP right after signing this contract and led his team to the AFC championship game. And Patrick Mahomes is making more money. Oh, my God. <sighs> Just my opinion. My God. You're never going to talk me off you know my what? hill. I'm, tell your daughter to shave that beard. Clearly. If, this is a different person. I don't know who you are, Double D. Come on next on the show. Yes, Patrick Mahomes looks to add to his legacy, but this season the road to the Super Bowl runs through Baltimore. We're going to chat with Alex Gold from 610 Sports Radio in KC. It is the Daily Tip from BQL presented by BetMGM. Come on back. Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM <laughs> on the BetQL Network. Welcome back to the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM with Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger on the BetQL Network. Presented by our good friends, BetMGM. Get me a robe. It's cold in the wintertime. I need to be warm. Coming up quickly, the Chiefs have made their sixth consecutive AFC Championship game. Do they have what it takes to get past Baltimore and make it to the Super Bowl? Or the big game, as it's called, at all the sports books. We're going to chat with Alex Gold from 610 Sports Radio in Kansas City. We do have a bit of breaking news from the NBA, according to Sham Sharania from The Athletic. Right here in D.C., the Washington Wizards have fired Wes Unsell Jr. as head coach. However, he will move into a front office role. Unsell Jr. with the Wiz for a little more than two seasons, a record of 77 and 130. I can't say that I expected this to happen today, but then again, Chelsea, if it had happened next week or two weeks ago, I wouldn't have been surprised. The Wizards are really, really bad. Yeah, how many games have they won this year? Seven? What was the number? One. Seven or nine? I don't know. <laughs> they have single-digit wins. Oh, God. Single-digit wins. They're it bad. is January 25th. So I'm not going to act like this is shocking news. But also, I'm not in Washington, D.C. So, like, this doesn't move mm -hmm. the needle quite as much for me. Jenks, I was thinking about this. How many mm -hmm. NBA head coaches do you think you could name? Because it's wild to me how they are not really – the focal point of the NBA. Like, they're the big ones, you know. Obviously, people know Steve Kerr and the ones that are coaching the winning franchises. Yeah. But when it comes across the board, I'm pretty sure I couldn't name them all. And I literally oh, work no in sports. I can barely name all the teams in the NBA. Let's <laughs> coaches. Wait, the Grizzlies? Wait, they're still in Vancouver, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're still in Vancouver. Is Sharif Abdur-Rahim, does he play for them? Whatever. 
Yeah, I'm. I'm. That's one of my real weaknesses is knowing head coaches across sports, mostly football. Sure, I know, but when it comes to like NBA head coaches, particularly for the smaller franchises that don't have a lot of success, yeah, I'm bad at that. So we got to talk to someone who's good at something. You know what I'm talking about? I'm talking about Alex Gold, the host of Cody and Gold and that betting show on 610 Sports Radio in Kansas City. Also host of What's at Stake on the Chiefs Radio Network as well. Alex, good morning to you. Would you say that you have any sort of, I feel like no matter how much you cover sports, like everyone has like a weak spot, right? Like I don't follow too much hockey or I don't really know this or I'm not great with coaches. Is there one weak spot in under your sports umbrella where you're like, this just isn't my favorite area? Oh, it's definitely hockey, guys. I, I grew up in Kansas yeah. City, and so we don't have, you know, we had an NHL team way back before I was born, the Kansas City Scouts. Um, but so it's definitely oh, NHL. Wow. In fact, you guys will be surprised by this, and it's again because of where I'm from. But the one sport I've never been to an NHL game in my life. Now I'm hoping to change that in two weeks if the Chiefs oh. get to the Super Bowl. But that's it, uh, because the Golden Knights. We are. I, I already looked ahead. The Golden Knights play on a Tuesday night Super Bowl week, so I will find a way to go if that happens. But yeah, no NHL. Nice not that i don't like it i just i just don't have the knowledge base compared to any of the other sports at all well and also if you don't have the opportunity you know if you don't have a team locally it can be tough i'm like that with the nba like the closest team we have is memphis and i've never been to one of their games i've been to a lakers game but like i'm not climbing the lakers um (laughs) but yeah i think a lot of it has to do with where you are from geographically speaking as well we were talking about this before you came on and i think it's really interesting And I like having people on the show who are beat writers or somebody who has boots on the ground uh, for the team that we're talking about. Because you kind of know the vibes of the team going in and some of these things that we don't see in the stat sheet and we don't see in the box score. We were talking about the villain status of the Kansas City Chiefs this year, and it's wild. I don't think anybody would have predicted that a team from Kansas City with a quarterback who has a voice like Kermit the Frog would be the villain of this year's playoffs. But does it feel like that to the team? 100%. I think they embrace it, though, Chelsea. I mean, I, we, we heard this last week, even going into the Buffalo Bills game, where they were they were the villain. Then I would argue they've been the villain since they won their second Super Bowl last year. I mean, I think this happens in sports all the time. Eventually, people get sick and tired of you. And then, fair or not, you add on the Taylor Swift stuff, which I still don't know why it really bugs people, but it does. And so you add that to it. And people think there's Kelsey fatigue on top of it. And you get this perfect storm of, yeah, I can't stand that team. And that, that's what happens in sports. It's what happens in pop culture, unfortunately. And so everybody in Kansas City is, is embracing it. You know, it is a unique spot because you don't think of, a, you know, a, a fan base in, in the Midwest and, you know, a team like Kansas City with whether it was the Royals or whether it's the Chiefs ever being the team that everybody hates or thinking that the league is set up to win. And, you know, it, it's bizarre. It is a unique time here. I grew up in Kansas City. And so if you would have told me that, Uh, At some point in my lifetime, sports fans in other markets would think that the league is trying to put things together for a team in Kansas City to win. I would have laughed at you, but that's where we're at. That's where we're at, and it really is all because of, of Patrick Mahomes. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports 
center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Ready for a spring break to remember? Amtrak's got just a ticket for you and your crew. With share fares, you and your friends can save up to 60%. The more who travel, the more you save. Skip the hassle of driving through the Northeast while exploring DC, Philly, New York, and Boston. No middle seats and plenty of legroom are just an Amtrak away. And with stops right in the heart of your favorite cities, you'll arrive downtown, not out of town. Savings start with three travelers. Eight travelers required for 60% discount. Visit Amtrak.com slash to book. Restrictions may apply. Alex, I don't know how to phrase this question. I'm just going to throw it out. But is there something intangible when it comes to a Patrick Mahomes-led team, this team? And I say that because even in a year when it looks like, okay, this isn't the best version that they've had, they just seem to always find a way, no matter the situation, if that makes sense. This is where the the Patriots example comes to mind. I'm sure you guys have yeah. brought it up. I mean, it just it, we all watched the Patriots many years ago with Tom Brady and what three of those rings at least I would argue were a year where we're all like, okay, that team's just not they're not good enough this year. It's gonna be one of those off years for Brady. Next thing you know, we're all watching on you know championship Sunday and then eventually for the Super Bowl and there is Tom Brady hoisting another Lombardi. I mean, you know, I'm not saying that he's at Brady's level yet, but if there was anybody else that you can make the comp to, it's obviously Patrick Mahomes and. And so if you're looking at how Brady was able to wield teams through where you go through the 53-man roster and you look at the opponent like the Ravens that the Chiefs are facing on Sunday and they're healthier than the Chiefs and you go through all these reasons why, yeah, the Ravens should win this game, but yet it would not surprise anybody, I don't think it should at least, if the Chiefs end up in the Super Bowl again. And that's just what some of the great ones do. They find ways to carry their team. And you know, it's not just Mahomes. I think Andy Reid is, is part of this as well. You know, last yesterday, I guess, Mahomes was – asked about you know why is this team not have some of the same distractions that you see in other markets and well, he credited Andy Reid he said that that foundation was there before I was even here in Kansas City and so I, I think it, it starts at the top with Andy Reid and truly the the mentality they always talk in, in training camp that you know they build up their goal uh and focus and all offseason is the AFC West and and obviously they have bigger goals than that but just the way they approach it um and no matter how many Super Bowl titles that, that you have Still, this team is able to reset each year, um, and I think that's a credit to Andy Reid. And then now here they are, and they're as prepared and, and experienced as any team still alive. Okay, so on paper, the Ravens have a ton of advantages. Overall, they look like the much better team. The defense has been rock solid, even against the best quarterbacks in the NFL. But there is one stat or trend, I should say, that is making me very scared to bet on the Ravens. And that is Patrick Mahomes as an underdog, nine one and mm. one against the spread. That is a pretty jarring metric and something that makes me very nervous. Where does this fit into your handicap? Yeah, so look, I'm at a point now, and I know this is not a typically a, a smart way to approach trends, right? Because trends to me should guide you. They they shouldn't be why mm. you just flat out bet something. But, but this is one, Chelsea, where I really struggle with because you're telling me that a guy that's going to either be, to me, the second greatest quarterback of all time or when it's all said and done, who knows? We'll have that debate in 10 and 15, you know, 10 or 15 years from now between him and Brady. And 
when Brady was an underdog, we all ran to the table to to in the window, I should say, to bet. And so I'm kind of there with Mahomes. I'll, I'll be honest. Like you're gonna give me three and a half. I saw one book last night, one book that I could still find a four on the board. Even you're gonna give me three and a half or, or four points for Patrick Mahomes on the road against a quarterback that still has struggled at times in the postseason. That's one and three against Patrick Mahomes, a quarterback that once called Mahomes and the Chiefs his kryptonite until he won on a Sunday night football game back in 2021 in which Clyde Edwards-Alaire fumbled the ball on what was a you know a drive to ice the game away. Like, I, I struggle with that. Like I, I'm not at the point where I'm willing to tell you the Chiefs are winning this game. I need to find out a lot more on the injury front. But I, I am very close to just saying, hey, Mahomes underdog, I don't care what it is. If it's over three, I'm, I'm betting it. And that, that's kind of where I'm leaning right now. We're talking with Alex Gold. He is host of Cody and Gold and that betting show on 610 Sports Radio in Kansas City. Also host of What's at Stake on the Chiefs Radio Network. Alex, let's flip the script a little bit and talk about Lamar Jackson. And certainly he is in line to win the Most Valuable Player Award this season. He's been unbelievable. But the Chiefs do have a very stout defense, which I feel like doesn't get talked about enough. How do you at least slow down Lamar Jackson to win this game if you're Kansas City? A big part of this, though, is going to be the injury to Willie Gay, their, their linebacker. So mm. he's their most athletic linebacker on this football team. He's got a neck injury. He, you know, all of a sudden last Saturday, it popped up on the injury report. He ended up starting, ended up playing, but you guys probably recall, recall watching the Bills game. He left the game, did not return. Uh, yesterday, he was limited in practice. And so that's one to watch. I mean, that is key. You talk about the athleticism of Lamar Jackson. If you don't have him, all right, Drew Tranquil has done a very nice job filling in. But then you're looking at a second-year guy, Leo Chanel, and you just don't have the same athleticism. So you know, that's why even when I'm looking at some of the prop bets for Lamar Jackson, and I think it's, what, 63-and-a-half, 66-and-a-half, something like that, rushing, you know, I, I don't think I'm betting the under, but, you know, if I'm going to bet the over, I'm feeling great if you find out Willie Gay Jr. is not playing in this game. So that's one where I, I got to know more probably uh, in terms of how I – look at Lamar's rushing numbers in particular. I think that is still how he's going to have to get it done. And this is not me telling you he can't pass. We're way past that conversation. I think it's ridiculous. Anybody still thinks he can't pass the football or anything like that. But if you're the Chiefs, when you have Legereus Sneed, who has shut down every number one wide receiver this year, and you got Trent McDuffie, who is one of the best corners in football as well, going back to your point about being underrated, I don't think they're names that people talk about. I don't think they're just going to be able to throw the ball to Odell Beckham Jr. and Zay Flowers and have success throughout the day. You know, I think it will have to be more Mark Andrews or the, the legs of Lamar Jackson and then Gus Edwards up the middle of this defense. And that that's probably the biggest concern I would have still about the Chiefs. We saw Buffalo take advantage of this right in the heart of that defensive line. Derek Nottie is probably not a name anybody listening right now knows. He's a Chiefs defensive lineman. He's a run stuffer, um, but he, you know, is likely done for the season, likely not playing in this game, did not play last week. And that was a huge void. And then Buffalo went away from the run. If the Ravens stick to that, unless there's this adjustment, I think that is where they can actually have the most success against Kansas City's defense, who has been so stellar. I mean, the second half adjustments, nobody's adjusted better, Michael. I mean, they, they've given up seven points or less in the second half all year. Okay, so next question is similar to the question that I asked you last week, and it was about Travis Kelsey. So the question last week was, can we trust Travis Kelsey now that it's the postseason? Because usually this is when he does his finest work. Last week we saw, you know, a classic Kelsey game. It felt like he was back with a vengeance. So Travis Kelsey, I'm looking, at any time touchdown is plus 115. Is this another Kelsey game? I think it has to be for the Chiefs to win. And so I think the mentality and the mindset – 
uh, is going to be that. You know, I think we have seen he looks, as I said last week with you guys, healthier and fresh. I really believe the Week 18 mm-hmm. game that he did not play helped him. And so you're starting to see him kind of get that swagger back. I also think it helps – not only is it the postseason and, and everything's on the line and the great ones step up in these moments, but he's well aware of the history aspect. You know, he, he's getting close to multiple Jerry Rice records, records in the postseason that everybody thought were virtually untouchable. And he's getting really close to the reception number in the postseason. He's got a lot of work still to do on the yardage, but he's getting very close on, on the touchdown numbers. We now know Mahomes and Kelsey are, are the, the the duo is past uh, Gronk and what Brady and Gronk did in the postseason from a touchdown uh, perspective. And so, I, I really think that this is just going to be another game where he's going to have plenty of opportunities. He had, what, five catches last time out. I think he'll get another seven-plus targets in this game. So, yeah, I, I would feel confident with that. But I'll be honest, uh, Chelsea, there's another tight end prop that I like. It's the backup tight end, Noah Gray. It's only 10.5 yards for Noah Gray. He only gets about three targets a game. Uh, but if you go and, and you take a look, when he catches the ball, they're, they're usually seven-plus yard receptions and so I actually like the over he's got over that 12 times let's see three of the last four uh and he's got over that number 12 times this year so Noah Gray it's just 10 and a half yards you get one or two catches and, and I really believe that they will lean into him a little bit more he is Alex Gold host of Cody and Gold and that betting show on 610 Sports Radio in Kansas City also check him out as host of What's at Stake on the Chiefs Radio Network and on X Twitter whatever at Alex Gold Alex we appreciate your time thank you so much yeah, thanks, guys. Anytime. So, Chelsea, I have a quick question for you. We got about a minute or so left, and maybe it's not long enough to answer this question. But is there a coaching advantage on either side? You get two of the best head coaches in the game, and Andy Reid and John Harbaugh. I can't figure it out. Maybe, maybe it's just they cross each other out. I think so too. It's similar to the conversation we had in the national, or not, not the national championship game, but one of the college football playoff semifinals. Nick Saban mm-hmm. against the other Harbaugh. So I think, to me, it's more about the execution of the players on the field, and namely for the Chiefs, because hasn't that been their downfall in some of these games is the receivers making those big-time drops? I'm wondering if we're going to see that again. Because remember, during the regular season, that was the problem that wouldn't go away. Wasn't a problem last game, but could it be an issue now against the Ravens? Wouldn't be shocked. Um I wouldn't be either. I will say, the more we talk about this game, I'm starting to really, really get excited for championship weekend. Ooh, and it's almost here. It's a Thursday. Coming up next here on the show. You know, it's a thirsty Thursday. That's what I say. So we got to make some of that drinking money. I'll have an old-fashioned in my hand, probably. I don't know, 903, 904, something like that. Best bets coming your way next on the Daily Tear from BetQL. It is presented by BetMGM. We'll wrap things up after this. Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on The Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Let's get back to The Daily Tip with Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. The 
Welcome to the Tipper Becky, presented by BetMGM. I'm Michael Jenkins. She is Chelsea Messenger. I almost made myself laugh there. Coming up, best bets are on the way here in just moments. Chelsea, man, what is going on there today? Don't you love it when I ask you this every day? Maybe I should just pull back and ask you once a week what's going on because I feel like you're going to tell me it's the same thing as ever. But every now and then, I'm hoping you'll surprise me or surprise me with some sort of like blockbuster reveal. Like, oh, you're not going to believe what I'm what I'm what I'm up to today. <sighs> Long side. Oh, no. no, it's the same uh, old, same old. And I think this is most people during the work week or, you know, on school nights, as we like to say, because I don't yeah. go out and do stuff like I'm busy and I have a kid. So, like, that's my main priority is I'm carting her around to her activities. So I just I don't live that blockbuster of a life anymore. I'm doing my adult things. Maybe we'll go grocery shopping. I don't know. Blake Woo! has her Mother's Day out, which is great. Yeah. We have not had school in like a week or more than a week. So I know she's really excited Still? to see her friends. No, today's their first day back. Oh, my God. I didn't realize it'd been a So it's been week. a hot minute. Yeah, yeah. she's been hanging out with me and watching basketball. So she is probably more than ready to go play with her friends at school. Yeah, you've been screwing up with her concept of time. Just just 10 more minutes in this Alabama-Auburn game. 45 minutes later, Blake finally gets to watch something. <laughs> she, th- she thinks 10 minutes is close to an hour. Well, I don't think she knows. Like, because you don't. Like, as a kid. Mm. She doesn't no, have a watch. True. She doesn't have a clock. She doesn't have a phone. Thank God. So, you know, whatever I tell her, it goes. And I am really relishing that because kids, you know, you can tell them whatever you want and they believe it. So, <laughs> when are you believe gonna get me, her I have used that an iPhone. to my advantage. An Five, iPhone. six, first iPhone, my first iPhone. You know, she's posting TikTok. She's on Instagram. You're like, all right, honey, we have to limit your phone time today. It's a very interesting question, which we don't have to go deep into it. But when do you allow your kid to get a smartphone. I saw a couple walk into a restaurant a couple weeks ago, uh, maybe a month ago, when the lovely Catherine and I were at dinner, and the parents sat down, the kids sat down, each kid had an iPad, they put on their headphones, oh. they plugged in, and the entire time they were just, boom, right in front of their screen. And the parents were enjoying their dinners, and the kids, I don't think they looked up the entire time. They were like, you know what, we're taking a break from you guys. But those kids were glued to the screen. So you got to be careful with that. I don't ever want to judge other parents because you never know the situation. It could have been a really long day and maybe that's not the norm, but I would like my daughter to grow up and be able to have a meal with her family without looking at a device. And I think it's easier said than done because how many adults do you know that sit there and look at their phones, which is basically the same thing. So I think we all need to be wary of this, whether you're a child or not. And we also have to set a good example because it's really hard for me to say, hey, sweetie, you can't look at your iPad during dinner. We need to have a conversation when my husband's over there looking at his fantasy golf team. And I'm like, what "What kind of example are we setting? Jake, can you please stop looking at the honeybees for 10 minutes, please? (laughs) (laughs) I get it. They're your favorite dance team. Come on. You've seen this routine before, honey. (laughs) Oh, yes. He's watching for the routines. Oh, yes. It's honestly, mm-hmm. if I know one thing about your husband, he loves great choreography. And so you got to support yeah. him, Chelsea. You got to support him. 
Coming up next on BetQL Daily, the crew will drop their best plays for this weekend's NFL Championship game. Speaking of, just had a great conversation with Alex Gold from 610 Sports Radio in Kansas City talking about the Chiefs and the Ravens. If you missed that, if you missed any segment on the show, it's easy to download and subscribe to the Daily Tip wherever you get your pods. All right, let's make the people some money. Time to place your bets. Just a messenger. 2-0 last night on the college hardwood, and it looks like you're headed back. Yeah, bet of the day is going to be in college hoops. Going to go with Quinnipiac, minus five at home over Mount St. Mary's. If you look at Quinnipiac, uh, Quinnipiac in this spot, they've been really solid, 14-4 and four overall, and 8-1 and at home this year. And that's kind of been the formula that I have been leaning into this college basketball season is looking for home favorites at a palatable price because home court advantage certainly means something in college basketball. Maybe it's not the raucous environment that you see at some of these bigger schools, but still it counts for something. And you look at Quinnipiac, uh, 12 and 0 this year as favorites currently 4 0 and 1 against the spread in their last five games. This is a, a team that not only has been good overall, good during this recent stretch. Can't say the same for Mount St. Mary's. They are winless as underdogs this season, 0 and 8 and also 2-9 and nine on the road. And if you, if you look at the men for Mount St. Mary's, there's some good things, but also the turnover percentage is a real problem. They rank 339th in the nation at taking care of the basketball. This feels like something that's not going to get better when you play on the road. Also, when you're looking for a team to cover a number that could be close, you want a team that's going to be hitting their free throws. Quinnipiac ranks top 10 in the country in free throw percentage, hitting 78% of their free throws. So I'm going to go with Quinnipiac here to cover the five. This is already five and a half in some other places. Kim Palm has it at six. So let's go Quinnipiac. I don't know their mascot, but we're taking them minus five. Bobcats. Is that right, Maddie? I think you put that in the chat. Let's go, Bobcats. Let's go for a lot of points here in D.C. Jazz at the Wizards over 244. The projected total for this game, a few points higher, but I like it even more when you factor in pace of play. The Wizards lead the NBA in possessions per game. Jazz are 10th overall. Also, it doesn't matter what split you look at. Home, away, whatever for either team. Guess what? The over is always the trend, no matter the spot here. Early money hit the over as well. And even though the Wizards have relieved Wes Unsell Jr. as their head coach, that happened a few minutes ago, I don't think it affects this handicap at all. Let's grab this number because it is going up. Over 244 here in D.C. between the Jazz and the Wiz. All you had to say was the Wizards, the over, yeah. Nuff said. There are certain teams in the NBA where you're just like, all right, this is an over team. The Hawks and the Wizards, number one and number two on my list of teams that I will blindly bet the over just about every day. All right, how about the third member of our Best Bets crew, the Magic 8-Ball? Let us gaze upon the glorious Magic 8-Ball. Shall it fade or tail these noble betters? All right, A-Ball, what do you think of the place today? I'm going to be on Quinnipiac, minus five at home over Mount St. Mary's. Do we like it? A-Ball says, don't count on it. Great. Mm. Grand. Great. Wonderful. All right, so how about the over in the Jazz and the Wizards game? Over 244. Do we like it? Um, 
Reply hazy, try again. All right, oh so let's get a real answer. Yes. Short, sweet, to the point. We like it. There we go. Check out the eight ball. Check out each and every show on the BetQL network. Just go to Twitch, twitch.tv slash BetQL. I have one more bet on the card, Chelsea. You know I got to get a hockey bet in. Devil's Canes, I'm going over six. I'm going to play it down from six and a half and lay the juice at minus 138. When the Devils play, you have to look at the over. They've scored at least four goals in six of their last ten. Canes are no slouch either. Ninth in goals per game in the NHL. And if you look at the netminders in this one, Nico Dawes going for the Devils. He's given up nine goals in his last two appearances. He has a backup, Antiranta, going for Carolina, and he has struggled as well. There have been at least six total games or six total goals in seven of his last nine, and the over is hit in seven of the last ten meetings between these two clubs. Over six is the play in Raleigh. All right, time now for your BetQL five-star best bet. You know the drill. Get the information you need to become a more educated better by downloading the amazing BetQL app. Donkster, you are two and five this week, my friend. Oh, and two last night. You need some dubs. What do you got for us? First of all, I have some breaking news. The Washington Bullets have signed Wes Unsell to their roster in hopes of reviving their season. Oh, oh no. There are so many things wrong with that. Don't ever, you're not a journalist, Doctor. Don't ever break news on this show, please. Okay, Dad. College hoops. William and Mary at Hofstra. Hofstra, minus 13 and a half. Also, St. Mary's, minus 27, hosting Pacific. Okay, great job. You need some help. Let's find out what's coming up next on BadQL Daily and bring in Paul Aspen. Paul, good morning to you. What's going on? Jenks, Chelsea, good morning. Uh, we will have Clev TA, Pro Sports Better, join us uh, in oh. about 20 minutes, 30 minutes, uh, 920 uh, Eastern. And then our guy, Paul Charchian, up at KFAN in Minnesota, but also a big uh, fantasy sports props guy, will join us at 1020. And we'll dive into each game. You know, injury reports are out, as I'm sure you guys talked about. Uh, side totals, props, early looks, and some NBA awards. But I will tip my hat with the Quinnipiac deep dive. I I love a good college hoops deep dive as much as anyone. It's, it's crazy this year, as you guys have kind of talked about. <laughs> I mean, just these these road-ranked teams not even showing up. Uh, unranked home teams just kind of dominating. We saw it again twice last night. So, uh, But, yeah, should be a good show. And then one other market we'll look at is playoff leaders. I think there could be some value on some 49ers who only have one game under the belt and if they you know obviously assuming a win there would be the angle on some of those guys at some some interesting numbers and in like receiving yards passing yards markets those sorts of things okay we have not that much time but let's ask a fun one stats and numbers and research aside who are you rooting for to win the super bowl i mean yeah, probably. Like, I, it'd be a fun story to see the Lions do it. Uh, mm-hmm. I think if I had to choose one of the four teams, like I've seen the the Reed Mahomes thing, the Ravens, fine. I've seen it in my lifetime too. I mean, if you're choosing like a fan pick, it's the Lions. It's the Lions. Yeah, yeah. It has to be right. Joe, I know, does not agree. <clears throat> Joe is oh. at it with the Lions stuff. 
all season. <laughs> we'll have to ask oh. him about that. Who's had it with the Lions? Hey, Bob, we appreciate it. Have a great show. That's it for us here on the Daily Tip from BetQL, presented by BetMGM. Ah, Joe's over Detroit. For Chelsea, I'm Jinx. Have a fantastic Thursday. You've been listening to The Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM. If you missed any of the show, listen back anytime on the new and improved Odyssey app.